we're doing a show today on cheating. Cheating. Let me get some coffee. So we, you put up a post about mm -hmm. cheaters always cheating. What was it? It, it? Once a cheater, always a cheater. We've all heard the expression, once a cheater, always a cheater. Do you agree? And I assume that nobody had any heated stories. <laughs> going on. I assume everyone just posted a picture of a butterfly. Yeah. Uh, over a thousand comments. You know, infidelity, it's... Common and painful, and people have something to say destructive. about it. So. It's, it's it's destructive. It's selfish. It's so many. It's so many interesting things. There's so many dynamics to it. Um, I know that I had this conversation with a group of 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 um, thinkers, a group of thinkers. Some of my friends, some of my high, higher profile friends. After an event that we did, we kind of just sat around. We were talking and. Something came up. Maybe something was in the news about a high-profile um, affair, mm -hmm. cheating. Uh, and we just started talking about it and talking about the behavioral dynamics of it, the spiritual dynamics of it, the cognitive, the scientific, and all these dynamics. And guess what? By 45 minutes later, we, it, there were people ready to throw punches. It's a very, it's a very uh, personal experience mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Uh, some people have been on one side of it. Some people have been on both sides of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and some people, it very actually, very rarely do you speak with someone who didn't have at least a hint of it, uh, a, a proximity to it, um, where, we get, where we get what we define. Uh, so I reached out to, to some people who, who, who I trust their opinion about so many things and, of course, never talk to them about infidelity or cheating. And can I tell you? I was surprised in a few of my conversations, surprised at, you know how it's like, and, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to, 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 to my friends and people I look up to, but you know how sometimes people try to kind of move the goalposts so that, or just move, maybe adjust the description a little so that they don't fall into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got a couple of those, and one of the people I, I I called them out on it. And I was like, "Wait, what? Ask ten people if that what you just said is true, and you pick the ten <laughs> and ask them if see if anyone agrees with you." Oh well, if you look at it in my point of view, no, that's not how that works. No one would ever be in jail if that's how that worked. I'm like, oh, of course I did it, but look at it in my point of view. Did I stab them or did they jump on the knife? Really look at it my point of view. And so we have to, uh, um, it's very interesting. Now there are, again, predispositions. It's so funny how many guys reached out and told me, you know, told me about the predisposition. And so there, there are some predispositions. There are some, some falsified beliefs. There are some leanings. It's a really dynamic conversation. And I hope this one goes like the, like the um, narcissism one goes, where we just an ongoing uh, conversation. I know some, some of you sent in your stories. Um, um, yeah. So like, like Roshni is saying, you know, I had a friend who, who thought it was okay because the guy was, was known, uh, was, was only engaged, you know? And so, it's 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 really interesting. Um, uh, one of the things where where I was is wh when's cheating cheating? 
that was another one. Well, Steve, listen, when's cheating cheating? We, you know, I, I, we didn't actually have, uh, we didn't actually have sex until after, uh, we left the other person. Well, what was it before? Well, it was months and months and months of conversation, intimate conversation, sexting and that kind of stuff, but that's not cheating. I don't know. Ask the person you were with. Like, let's, let's take, let's do a, a, uh, you kind of wish that you, you could have at any given moment, the, um, geez, why can't I think of it? Survey says, what is that? Family feud. Like, why can't we should just, okay, hold that right there. Mm -hmm. It's not cheating because you didn't have sex until after you left them. But for six months, there was a, can't wait. I can't wait to be with you. We're going to, we're going to leave. We're going to be together. Mm -hmm. Here's some sexting. Here's this and here's that. Is that cheating? Survey says, I'm telling you, you're not getting an "Eh," after that. (laughs) That shit's on the board. Someone said that's cheating. Most people said that's cheating. And so it it becomes, uh, it becomes an interesting thing. You know what? Another interesting thing is Steph. What's that? There is a huge difference when I talk to 20 somethings versus when I talk to people my age hmm. of what they think cheating is. It was a very awakening conversation and I noticed it. And in, in the first couple, like a couple of people, not for an actual hmm. couple, I noticed it with the first couple of people and then continued to notice that that was a theme about what cheating actually is, what it represents, and a very, very interesting conversation about cheating. And again, so so easy to to discuss when it's not happening to you. When it's when it's happening to you. It's a, that old expression, uh it's a recession when your neighbor loses their job, but it's a depression when you lose yours, right? Like yeah. so it, it's it's kind of like that that old conversation. But how are the uh, how are the comments? Were they heartbreaking stories? Were there people who were saying yes, once a cheater, always a cheater? Was there any any um, conversation to it at all? Yeah, I mean, there was a pretty healthy dose of yes and no. Um, plenty of personal experiences, you know, people writing their own things. But I think for the most part, people. People say it's it depends on the situation. It depends on the person. So whether they whether they cheat uh-huh. or yeah. so isn't that interesting? Because you do have situational. So if you if you talk to the person who was cheated on, spoiler alert, long story short, and our pigs were our whores. And that's basically that conversation. Mm-hmm. So if, if the guy cheated, men are pigs, he's a pig. If the woman cheated, women are whores. But you never, in the 20 years that I've spoken to a lot of people and a lot of their issues, even if I'm in there for, for business, 99% of what I'm talking about is relationship mm-hmm. stuff. And a lot of people have gone through this. And I have never once in my entire career sat in, sat in the room with some with a guy who cheated and he's like, Steve, it turns out I'm just a pig, I'm just a pig. And, or sat with a woman and she goes, yeah, turns out I'm just a whore. Like that's just how that goes. And so it's never happened. It's always stories. It's always stories. Cause again, remember we are 
the story that we're telling ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are these stories. And so along our narrative, something happens and, and we, we, we go in. I don't, I don't know that anyone goes into a relationship looking to cheat. I, I, that would be a really silly reason to go into a relationship or knowing that you're going to, especially a marriage. I don't think that that's the intention, mm -hmm. but somewhere along the way that becomes the out, the, the, the out. And, and I refer to it as the cowards out, right? Mm -hmm. The cowards out, not because it's right or wrong, but it's the easiest decision. It's the coward's decision. So not, again, not even, not on a moral sense, um, but on just a, having 20 years experience of seeing that you could have just had the conversation and yes, it would have sucked, but you dragged it on for so much longer and now it sucks so much more. And, you know, it's, it's the let go or be dragged. A, a lot of relationships are in a, are in a circumstance of a long goodbye. Like, and they can pinpoint it. This is where it transitioned. It, it, it's it, it, it's um, you pinpoint where it's like, oh, this is where things left. This is where I stopped being romantic and stopped listening. Um, this is where she stopped um, being kind and started being mean. Whatever, wherever the people go with it. Uh, and then the endeavor of the other person. Another thing has to do with it with guys is um, one guy repeated to me what I say, which I'm, which I'm always like, slick move, dude. <laughs> but what he said is like, hey, listen, you talked about it in, uh, and he, he joked and said, the porn show. The porn show. <laughs> it's all about porn. It's catching on. The show about porn. Um, he said, we cheat every day. We cheat every day because unless the guy has the courage to say to his significant other, hey, I need you to be my porn, which, again, is 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 a difficult thing for a conversation for today's man to have. Um, he said, you know, we cheat every day. And it has nothing to do with them. He says, you know, I love my wife. I love my wife so much. But nobody, nobody I know is masturbating in the morning and saying, oh, my wife, like that's not a thing that that's happening. So. Like I cheat every day. And so when the opportunity came, um, I took it and it was the worst thing I ever did. But when I did it, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking something completely different. I said, maybe I was conditioned to because I do it every day. And so that was an excellent point that maybe that is it. Again, still, still the easy out, which again turns out to be uh, the worst out. My mom had an expression, I'm sure that was a cultural ex expression, where she would say, um, when, when she'd ask me to do something and I'd do it in a kind of lazy, cutting corners way, she would say uh, in Spanish, translated in English would be, you know, the lazy man works twice, meaning like you, you end up having to do it twice anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so I, I think that that can be applied to these type of betrayals. And it's it again. It's not that you cheated. It's not. It's that you weren't supposed to. You know. It, it's 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 Michael Scott when he was cheated on in the office. He's like, "What do you mean? You you 
to someone else, even when you promise not to be like that's that's really the the pain comes mm-hmm. from those type of betrayals because a lot of times it, that is it uh, there there aren't a lot of success stories out there. there are some but there are not a lot of success stories that rebound from that it is, it is hard to come out of a trauma and then have success by putting yourself back in the trauma like that's that's really really tough, and and I know people try to do it. I know that ther- some therapists make a killing trying to help them do it, um, but I can't. I'm sure there are. I can't think of one that's crossed my desk that that's worked that way and and been successful. Not not that the people say it's successful, but that it's been successful um, because again, you you. You encounter some people who are like, oh, this is great. We've been married for 40, 50 years, and it's just fantastic. But then talk to their kids. Like, yeah, they sleep in different rooms. They don't talk. They see each other once a week for family dinner. They see each other when all of us kids come over, and that's it. And they're just happy. They do what they do. And so, again, if that's what you want, ta-da. But for most people, what they want is something different. So in the conversation on cheating, the question you, you proposed, was once a cheater, always a cheater. Is that true? I obviously, my answer is going to be, I don't think anything like that's true. You can make a decision not to be a thing. You can make a decision not to be a thing at any given point. In time. But what is lost in that, once a cheater, the choice to, the decision to, the, the, the temptation to, will always be there. Anyone who tells you that's not true, is absolutely lying to you. Once you've gone into that direction, again, what we've talked about with food, what we've talked about with any other thing, when you're trying to be uh, the the uh, a better person, let's say I've received a message from someone who said, I want to yell at my kid less. That's cool. That's a cool endeavor, but you know what doesn't go away? Your desire to yell at your kids. And so that's it's a it's a choice they're still having to make. And even though they've decided to be in their minds better, yes, less yelly, um, it doesn't go away because you've been doing it. And so the same comes with cheating. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Once in any reason, anything doesn't have to be true. And in, in 2021, you can even be once a dude, always a dude isn't even true. You can be a chick if you want, or the other way around. Like none of that, none of that's true anymore. Um, and so, so. With cheating, I don't think that the temptation can ever go away because you went that route. But what can go away is the decision to go in that. Right? But what can what can block and serve as a gauge is the memory of what it did and why it did it, how destructive it is. Nobody, unless some people could have that that. Um, uh, rejected redirected kind of thing view to it you know it was really bad but now i found the love of my yeah you could you could say that but the cheating you could have done that anyway the the cheating just was destructive and again a lot of times gets passed on the parents shoot at each other but all they're doing is hitting the kids you know that happens so much uh and so uh, with the, with the once a cheater always a cheater I, I i think that once a cheater always the temptation to cheat yes 100% you'd have you you'd have you'd have to convince me that that's not true
But as far as always choosing to cheat, no, you have the choice not to. You have the choice to be better and you have the choice to pick healthier relationships, you know, for you. Some people pick relationships that aren't fulfilling. Some people uh, are, are stuck in relationships that aren't fulfilling and then they cheat. Not because they're bad, not because they're good. It's still, again, the weak decision. But they put themselves in those in those positions and they keep on that cycle. Can I tell you how many messages I get from how high do I keep attracting these narcs? Here's the thing. You got to start. You got to start paying attention to what you can't just follow your heart. You can't do that. That's crazy talk. That is outdated, romanticized shit. You have to pay attention to what you're engaging in. You have to pay attention to those flags. And even if your follow your heart isn't that, because what you're describing in your heart is a, is a genetic code and process that's tricking you into something different than what you want. The, the genetic process is still, remember, we are, we are one generation you know, one generation. I was looking up because I'm the biggest nerd ever. Yesterday, I decided I'm gonna. I just want to see what was happening 100 years ago. Like, I I don't. I I want to. Um, I I wanted to know like 100 years ago in, in what was what was happening, and and you know that it was. The same things happening now. It was just a hundred years ago. It was really, yeah, it was the same thing. No, but even worse, Melissa, Melissa writes a pandemic. Yeah, not only that, but people fighting about masks. Not only that, but there was like a, 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 in, in government, in government, there was the same arguments about taxes. The president at the time, I think was Harding. Uh, he did an emergency immigration act limiting the amount of immigrants coming in because they were flood. It was, it could have been the news now, whatever side you're on, it doesn't matter. It could have been the news now. Uh, and so you start seeing this cyclical, cyclical stuff. And, and so we have to pay attention for us, for our own consciousness. We have to pay attention that that, that was then. And a hundred years before that, um, it was, it, it, it was the same thing, but we just don't have the records of it. It was the same thing. And, and when you go back uh, uh, and, and read and you go to the 1400s, the 1300s, you go to um, theological times and you're reading those. With, and guess what's happening? People are cheating. And there's vengeance. And you promise not to. And there's, there's 10 sides to every cheating story. And, you know, and so we start, we start recognizing that this is, even though you are in, engaged in what you say, follow your heart. A lot of what your heart is, is our outdated, for us, for now, our outdated genetics. Our genetics were good for us, exactly what we needed to be. Our genetics are why, in, in my lifetime, since 1975, in my lifetime, the global population has nearly doubled. Whoa. Like, since I've been alive. That's crazy. That is crazy. And so it, it has nearly doubled since I was alive. That's genetic predisposition because we are survivalists who are designed to, to expand our genetics, mm -hmm. to, to 
our brand of the species, right? Well, those are the tricks that your mind plays on you still. That is why the supermarkets are empty right now. Because those are still the things that happen. Mm -hmm. So when your heart says, oh, that guy is so great for me. I knew it at the first kiss. That is so romantic and I love it. However, what actually happened is the Feminacci sequencing and the, and the, and the structure of this person attracted you to them. You had no choice. You have no choice of who you find attractive or not. Then when you kissed, it is the human way of exchanging genetic information. And so we exchange genetic information. And when that genetic, it's, a, it's, a, it's, like the, it's like a quick test. And when that quick test says, yes, this is compatible for reproduction, you get those signals. Because guess what? That guy, you could be super attracted to him. That chick, you could be super attracted to her. That could be great. And when you kiss, nothing. Dead. What happened? I thought they were great. You don't even know why. Well, what happened is the DNA swap failed. And so your brain's like, ah, oh, we don't got to trick you into thinking this dude's amazing. We don't have to trick you into this. Isn't that interesting? So when you're saying follow your heart, it's not you're following your heart. You're, you're following hundreds of thousands of years of your brain and body and cells tricking you into making more people. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. And so the same for dudes. And, I, and I've had these conversations with guys. I, what I do love is that first when I was giving up the guy code, bro, when, when I was first yelled at for that, bro, you're giving up the guy code. <laughs> um, now they reach out to me. And I talk to them and I, and I tell them in guy in my usual vulgar guy way. Um, I tell them, like, think of the thoughts you're having. When you see that chick at work or you see that chick down the street, think of the thoughts you're having. It's your brain playing a trick on you. And it doesn't, it's your paleomammalian brain. It does not think of repercussions. Uh, uh, it doesn't. It just wants you to make more people. But it's outdated because you've got a wife and kids in a house and you're happy. What's wrong with your wife? Nothing at all. So when you look at that chick down the street, you look at that chick at work, what do you think of? Oh, I can't wait to relationship the shit out of her. No, you're not thinking that. That's not what you're thinking, dude. You're thinking of quick reproduction. Ba-boom, boom, bye. Bam. That's it. That's your brain tricking you. That's how you know your brain's tricking you. It's not looking any longer than a few minutes. Wow, it's really... Um... Yeah, that's the, the whole point. That's the whole point of, of that, uh, Melissa, Melissa Rice. That is the whole point. That is what guys think of. That's not... There is no long thought process there. And so, because again, if you look at it within just a hundred years ago, that, that guy's done there. Mm -hmm. He's not making this human with his body. Like, that's it. And so the woman's, the woman's uh, uh, role is a longer role. 
it has to be more um, uh, more engaged with community, and it has to be a longer vision. It has to be a longer vision. And again, that isn't something that applied until just now. And, and even before laws made marriage a, a, a somewhat of a corporate par partnership, it was chaos. It was chaos. We have more longevity because the women have legal protection. And so, again, how does this all, how does this all um, connect with cheating? Is because when you do have somebody who has a short game and you're coupled with somebody who has a long game and they don't have good communication, someone's going to cheat. Someone's going to cheat and it's going to get nasty because that shit hurts. Even if you know why they did it, that shit hurts. And so, and again, kids are involved, families are involved. It doesn't get better because suddenly the bad parts, the bad character traits of everybody comes out, right? Mm -hmm. The bad character traits of the, 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 uh, the mother-in-laws, father-in-laws, everybody comes out. The, the neighbor, the neighbor's dog, everyone comes out. And so, um, you know, paying attention to that, again, communication matters, but also th the hard decisions matter. The hard decisions matter. The hard conversations matter. It was so interesting um, looking at my notes and conversations with women in this situation, women who cheated you know, how, how different it was. The male is always going to be sexual, just about always going to be sexual. It's, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's not, it's, it's a thing they can't turn off. You have to trick yourself. You can't turn it off. It's not a, it's not a thing. I tell you, I, I tell you guys, my, my world war two veteran grandpa couldn't move. He couldn't move. What's the last thing he wanted? Swedish stripper. You can't turn it off. You can't do anything with them. You couldn't do anything with them. There's nothing you could do with them. You can't even talk to them. They don't speak English. You can't even do anything. But they, um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't go away. And so the male cheating usually has to do with that. And that'll be again, the, the Tiger Woods effect, right? She acted like a 20 something year old Swedish model in the back of my car and then stopped. And she's awesome everywhere, except for, you know, how she got me. <laughs> you know, that's what I wasn't, when we were getting together, I wasn't thinking of all this other stuff. And now we have all the other stuff and I don't have what, what made me, me, what, what made me, you know, oh my God, you're going to compete again. Amazing. Let me, let me massage the, um, let me massage the, the, uh, uh, the muscles you use for golf, you go get them, Tiger. You're the best in the world. You go, and you know what that turned into? Ugh, you have another one. Ugh, again, how long are you gonna be gone? And so he's saying, like that's that hangs on you because guess what? I'm meeting people who are like, hey, I'll do everything you want in the parking lot, and I'm so proud of you. You want a massage? You're like, yeah, I want a fucking massage. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, and so again. It, could it have been handled differently? Of course. That's not, this, this isn't a morality show. 
This is a show about strategy and how to avoid it. And so he could have had the, the difficult conversation and chose against it. Maybe she was tough to have a conversation with. Some of you, have you ever been in a relationship with someone you, it's an eggshells. So you try to tell them, you try to tell them the sky is blue and you're going to get yelled at for three hours. Like that's, that's, yeah, hey, we've all been there. So sometimes that's not the thing. At that point, at that point, your problem isn't whether you're going to cheat or not. Your problem isn't why aren't you leaving now so you don't have to cheat. Because here's another aspect of the cheating that, that rarely gets spoken about. The person you're cheating with usually isn't the one. Because the one isn't going to be okay with that. So it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting dynamic on in how, um, remember that old, ex, uh, old school expression, you're jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like that. So again, strategy more important to, to me as far as having all these stories. The morality of it, it's not that it doesn't interest me. It's that you're not going to conquer it. If they've been threatening fire and brimstone for 6,000 years, you're not going to conquer it. Again, Tiger Woods knowing that this Perkins waitress in the back of a parking lot is going to cost me $300 million. Guess what he did? He did it anyway. There There is no that. And so instead to pay attention to the strategies and the conversations and the flags uh, otherwise. So when speaking with um, when speaking with the women, same thing would happen. But again, not sexual. The guys, as I mentioned, was sexual. It's like some sort of it's like a, it's there has to be some sort of math formula. If I was any good at math, I'd have like the Einstein e equals MC squared. I'd have that shit for cheating as far as guys go. It would be like stress times boredom divided by my penis's opinion squared. Some shit like that. It would be some <laughs> sort of formula that would come along with it. But, uh, but that's not it. And, and so, so, um, so with women, it was something different. And it was really interesting because I understand it. I understand it because, again, dude listened to me. He paid attention to me. He, if I happened to mention on a random Tuesday, I love tulips, he would bring me tulips out of nowhere because, look, I, I heard you like tulips because he's playing again. He's following my formula. He didn't hear that she likes tulips. His penis heard that she likes tulips and reminded him when they were walking down the street, his penis was like, hey, dude, you know what would be great for me? I mean, us is if you got her tulips. He's like, that's a great idea. The penis stands up at the counter, starts writing out the note. It's, it's just how it works. You all don't understand what I'm telling you. It's how it works. And so, so that's how it went. And so she said he paid attention. He looked nice. He smelled good. It was a great time. He listened. It was, it was, it was uh, uh, nice and complimented everything. But then, you know, time goes by. And suddenly this dude's in sweatpants every day and yelling at the TV. It's he's yelling at professional athletes, telling them they suck while he's drinking beer and eating chips on the couch. 
And the last time, I can't remember the last time he got me to a roast. And when I try to tell him, oh, look, I'm reading this new book about whatever, he doesn't care. And we went from all conversations to no conversations to no anything. He notices nothing. If if I chopped my hair off, never mind got my hair done. If I chopped it off, he wouldn't do and then I'm going to work, and this one one day, so and so dude was like, "Hey, you got your hair done?" Yeah, and that turned into, "Hey, Lilan, conversation." Oh, did you see this shoe? And suddenly, you're talking to this guy who's paying attention to you. And then, and then it, with, with with women, it happens to be, and then it just happened. And and so again, at no point in time, he's saying, "Well, she turns out she's like, turns out just a whore, couldn't help it." It's never been that. It's never ever been that. It's always a, a, a thing. And the same with the guy. The guy has never been like, oh, I'm just, you know, all men are pigs. We're all dogs. It's never been that. It's bro. It's bro. She used to do this, 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 and this, which is the only thing I ever asked you to do. And it's the only thing she stopped doing. It's the only thing she stopped doing. And again, insert the porn show where every day, whatever it is he liked, he's looking at. He's looking at it. And so, again, just like when she says, oh, look, I found this new book on whatever, and he has no interest. Oh, look at this Pinterest page, and he has no interest. But she sees what he has interest in. I think one of the things that I love to talk about with people is, is um, how we pick up. We're all behaviorists, and we pick up subtle, sometimes obvious, but sometimes subtle behavioral patterns. So it's not that I think you're disinterested in what I'm doing or what I'm saying or whatever. It's that I know what you look like when you're interested in something. So when I say, look at this Pinterest page or look at my thing, I'm really stressed out about my weight lately. So look at this strategy and this diet plan and this and this and this. And you go, uh-huh, 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 not doing anything. But then you know every average of every player of a particular sport. Or you're one of those people that plays, do you guys know? Maybe you do know. And if some of your people do it, tell them I greatly disapprove. <laughs> so I have friends who listen to this shit. They go into, not just that they adults who play video games. I have a friends who are adults who play video games. By the way, I have a confession to make. I am friends with adults. Who play video games? And they will tell me, I don't, I, if, you, if you code like this, and you, and you, you code, and you press this way, and, and I say, if you ever did that to your wife's vagina, she would stop doing all the things you hate. Maybe <laughs> if your wife bought panties that look like your video game controller, <laughs> and then you tell, and then she tells you, Go to level 10 today, baby, and you do all those codes there? Forget it. She'd be the greatest <laughs> wife in history. So I have friends like that. And I also have friends. Listen to this shit. They get in a room together and they pretend that they run sports teams. And then they pick their players. And every fucking game, they pay attention to what 
everyone is doing. Yes, fantasy football. Yes. They pay attention to what everybody's doing. Keeping in mind, again, their wife hasn't had an orgasm in months. From them in years. <laughs> and, and so, and so, but they know every, their wife has been enrolled in an online course for six months and is about to finish it. And they don't even know she's in it. But they know the average of every player and they call each other up. But here's the subtle thing. She notices that. She notices that, that you don't know what class she's taking. She notices that she lost five pounds, gains five pounds. She, she notices that she changed her hair. She notices that. She's, she's, when you forget to clear your browser history, she sees what you're looking at. That's half of what drives her fucking crazy. And it's not that you're incapable of it. She sees what you look like when you care about something. And then she goes to work. She goes to wherever she goes. She goes. And she sees that someone's putting that attention on her. And she's a human being. Now, the conversation can be had. It is the coward's way out, for sure. The conversation can be had, but but it has to, it, is, it is never going to be a an easy conversation. But that's how that happens. The same with the guy. We we talked about the same with the guy. The same with the guy. The guy the guy sees the same thing. Where 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 I think the most common one in general that's closest to that was where the guy says, you know, if if I if she walks around here, you know, dressed like she just rolled out of bed, but when she's going to go somewhere with her friends or she can go do something, she looks amazing. But I'm not going. So, so why do you look amazing for everyone else? And for me, you look like you just rolled out of bed. And so it's little, it's little things that start to grow. And again, if those conversations can happen, because you, you don't realize when he's like, when, well, when I meet so-and-so at work, she always looks amazing. Yeah, well, she's at work. She's not rolling around at home either. So you're seeing her out. And so, but again, the formula, that's not something that enters your, your mind. So back to your question, the question that you proposed on, on Facebook stuff, which is the once a cheater, always a cheater. Is that true? I, I don't think it's true. But I think that once you've chosen that path, it's it's going to go there. Why? Because it's your brain that chose that path. It's you built the roads and tunnels to get there. Your brain has already got there. And we, we know your brain's designed for efficiency. It does not care about your divorce, your kids. It doesn't care about your home. It doesn't care about anything. It, it wants efficiency. And it's still designed for you to reproduce. It's still designed for you to, to be in a place that you feel like you belong. So regardless of where your your where how your predisposition is, whether it is just to reproduce or whether it's to be in a place where you belong and and, and feel heard and listen, and it doesn't matter. Your brain is designed to get you there, and so we do have to pay attention to that. And we would avoid 
the damage caught by the 10 billion lies that have to happen to keep your story straight, the 10 billion lies that you have to maintain, the sleepless night that you know, you know, that you know, you, you feel, you feel that, that when, when you cheat and, and let's say it's, it's a, it's a guy. And I guess, again, the most common thing I'd hear would be, yeah, I felt like a million bucks as soon as I did it. And as soon as it was over minutes later, as soon as it was over, I felt like such a piece of garbage. But you can't undo that, right? You, you can't, you can't undo it. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Like you can't undo it. And now come again, either a really, really uncomfortable conversation or the 10 million lies that lead to a long goodbye. And again, what's never addressed. The only thing that could address the behavior is the conversation. So once, once you choose not to have the conversation, cover it up and say, okay, well, I'm just going to hide it. It's never going to happen again. No, because the conversation is the only thing, only chance you have for it to never happen again. Because if you hide it and that conversation doesn't happen, your brain thinks you got away with it. That's what we do now. And so when that opportunity comes and the formula is right, you're going to do it uh, again. It's, just, it's an interesting conversation to have. And it really sucks that you can't have it open like that because everyone's everyone's situation is so personal. So when you're saying like, yo, I've never met, dude, she was a complete whore. Bro, I've never met one that says she's a complete whore. That there's always a long story that goes with it and regret and everything else. You don't understand. You don't know her. If you know her, you'd be like, what? Okay. So you can't have the conversation. And it's the same thing with women. Oh, all men are pigs. He's such a pig. He's such an art sociopath. Right. But you know, it's not that simple. Sometimes, sometimes it, have you asked him why? I can't believe you're siding with the abuser. Oh, right. Have a nice day, everybody. Da 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 da. So, so you just—it's—it's it's a difficult conversation to have. But healing comes with the conversation, and when the conversation comes with the fact that yeah, you messed up, and you know you messed up. It was tremendous damage. But pay attention to what what led you to it. Pay attention to those flags. Pay attention to to where you own that. Take, pay attention to where you, you're picking people and pay attention to where you have bad habits. Did you see it that way? Did you grow up in those houses? So many things play into that factor that you have to pay attention to. And, and as with anything else, honest conversation with yourself and with your partner are the, the only way to ensure it doesn't happen again. I was doing research about that. And that's the number one thing that I saw was having the honest conversation not only with your partner but with yourself and your to understand um why and yourself and the situation and your feelings and things like that you're actually you're less likely to repeat it again and um it's it's, it's that way with anything mm -hmm. but where cheating sucks is it's so destructive it's so destructive because you took the coward's path and now let's say you're a dude you took the coward's path and now the person you're with is wondering what she did wrong why she isn't good enough why like and you that just fucks someone up man that's the thing the same with like i i think and i'm not being woo woo here but i think we can agree that that one of the great things you can do on this earth 
is not really, really cause bad damage to someone. And so that's what this does. And you don't realize it until afterwards. And some people never realize it. I talked to plenty of people like, yep, did it, do it again. Yep, did it, do it again. Like they don't like anything else. But it causes so much personal damage to the person who was cheated on. Never mind reinforcing the damage already on the person you cheated with. And then just recognizing that it's a cycle of destruction that'll continue until you have the honest conversation with yourself and others. And it's a, it's a nasty, nasty uh, uh, thing to go about because we can't, a lot of times we can't agree on the premise. We can't agree on the premise. So even sometimes when I'm like, well, you know, genetically, oh, don't start with that genetic shit. I've had people start and say, Steve, you're one of the smartest people we know. You tell us, why is it that men cheat? And don't start with that genetic predisposition shit. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. I, what do you want me to say then? Well, you want me to say because they're all horrible. That's what you want me to say. You don't want my opinion. You want your opinion coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's not how that works. We have to have a predisposition. It's not why men cheat the predisposition. It's why humans, because we are human. And what do I say every week, every show? The human factor is what we always leave out of our idealistic nonsense. The human factor. That we are so smart that we developed nuclear energy is beautiful. That the whole world right now is lit for free. Everyone's got free electricity forever. In India, where it's as hot as it is where you are in Australia, every single day, they all have air conditioning for free because we have nuclear energy. That's the ideal. But human factor, none of those people have, have air conditioning. Nobody has air conditioning for free. Nothing's lit for free. But we all have several countries who are stockpiling bombs. Ta-da! The human factor. And so we have to consider that. And why is that true? Well, that is true because you're humans. And, and the easy way out is the commonality we seek because we all have a brain that seeks the least amount of work. And the easy way out comes in forms of cheating on a diet. It comes in forms of cheating on a resolution. It comes in forms of cheating. A lot of times we see the mountain and we decide to sit down instead. And instead of having a big conversation with, with your significant other, instead of having those things, we make it exponentially worse for each other, for ourselves, because our brain con convinces us to take the easy way out. And we have to be aware that it's happening because while it's happening, you can only be aware that it's happening. If not, you get caught in the moment. And then that moment when it's gone, you realize, uh-oh, you can't undo that. And again, starts that spiral to a long goodbye. Uh, I, I find it uh, I find it very interesting because it, it is a conversation about humans um, and it's a uh, there's so many factors, but there are common factors amongst men and women. But it's really hard to have the conversation because 
most people who have an opinion about it have an experience of it. And that's really, really tough. I love the quote. Let's agree to be honest from the start. I would rather feel the disappointment that comes with the realization that we are incompatible than to feel the pain and betrayal that comes with finding out that you're full of crap. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's you know, um, that's probably like the unapologetically mm-hmm. you book, yeah. right? That's the, the older version of me, right? And I think that that's the, I've had enough. Dude, why do I got to, that was me. Like, why do I, ha- like, I know it. I see it from the start. Like, why, like, I know this person's lying to me. I'm watching them lie to me every single day. But my heart is like, but they could be better. All the stupid shit we say about, oh, they could be better. I can inspire them to, no, because it has nothing to do with you. They're following their behavioral pattern. This is what they do. It isn't that this is what they do with you. This is what they do. And you're just the next person they're doing it to. But that doesn't get fixed because if they don't say, hey, listen, this is where I'm going to drive you crazy. This is what I happen to know about myself. This is, what I, this is how I protect myself against myself. When a person says that, they've had those tough conversations with themselves and others. And like, hey, I hate to break this to you, but this is, this is where I'm at and this is what I need. Very few people have that conversation. That comes, that conversation is a wisdom of scars of not having those conversations. And if that person, you see the person in front of you with 10 billion red flags and, and they don't think you see it, they're like a bad magician. You're like, <laughs> they're like, and I have nothing in my hands. Dude, I'm, I'm watching you put it in your sleeve. Like you're the worst magician ever. Nothing. And, and, but there are people who lie like that. They are the worst. Like I'm, I'm watching you. And, and so once they're doing that, as much as it sucks, you have to realize they've never had that conversation with themselves or anyone else. And if you want to test that, then you talk to them about past relationships and it's always a hundred to nothing. I was a saint. I was just praying with my rosary beads every day and he just decided or she just decided. All right. Or, or you hear the out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, out of nowhere, really? Nowhere? No, of course not. That's who knows how many attempts at a conversation or at least attempts at a, at a, at a, uh, even if hurtful dagger of a comment, whatever it is, it's, it's never out of nowhere. Um, but when you see that, you have to say like, wow, this sucks because they seem like they could be great. See, that's the beauty of humanity. We are hopeful projecting beings. We project. So we are hopeful spirits. So when you meet someone who's like that and they seem nice, you look at them and say, they could be great. And what's so beautiful about that is that that's true. But where we're delusional is that you're going to be the one to do it. That's where we mess up. You are correct until you think you're going to be the one to do it. Because if you were, you would already be. 
you know, like in Carlito's way, Al Pacino says, if they wanted to kill me, I'd already be dead. If you were going to change that person, you would have already changed them. And so now you're in that situation where you're saying, well, I'm putting myself here in this spot where, where I'm going to get hurt. This can't go. I'm watching them lie to me and I'm accepting it and following that, that, um, following that path that I've been following. And now I have to have that conversation with myself. And it is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to tell somebody, hey, this just doesn't work. Like there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. We're, you know, we're not, we're not kids. So we don't have to, it doesn't have to be a drama. Everything doesn't have to be a drama. There are, there are great foods out there in the world that I don't like. You might love them. Awesome. Eat them. I don't. I won't. And there's nothing wrong. The food isn't good. It's not bad. It's neither. It's it's your experience of it. So there are people like that too. There are people who are absolutely amazing for someone else. And for you to try and adapt that to you because you like a certain thing about them. But the rest of it is 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 um the rest of it is not good. Then, then of course it, it becomes, it, it becomes a toxic thing. When, when you like one thing about it, but the rest of it terrifies you, then it's toxic. And, and as humans, we'll tend to jump in because of that, of that hope. There's, oh, there's such a, there's such a good quote that you wrote. Um, that I wrote about cheating? Well, you have a lot of good quotes about cheating. Really? Yeah. Um, but this is, this, this doesn't, I mean, it's here's one that's really good to take a break from relationships and dedicate yourself to self-care and personal healing you need to stop bleeding on people who didn't cut you i think that's super important especially when you're coming out of something like that a, a trauma that's a note to myself that everyone else likes yeah <laughs> like so many that's a note to myself like hey dude not everyone is that person mm -hmm. and just Breathe and relax, buddy. Breathe yeah. and relax. Because I, I went through in, in my own, in my own experiences, I go through like the, like I would go through, is it the martyr? I'm not sure. What would you call it where I would go through like the, yeah, like I'm so nice. I'm friendly. I'm helpful. I, I'm honest, I'm this, I'm that. I'm just busy. You know, this is my the younger version of me. That's, mm -hmm. that's not fucking drive you crazy. 300 hours on an airplane in a year. Jesus Christ, of course. But I don't look at it that way. I'd be like, I'm, I'm so nice. I'm like famously nice. And I, I'm easy to talk with. Who wants to, who wants to, to talk more than I do? And I want to talk about everything. I want to express this and that. Like I, I, I want all these things. And and how can that be? Well, because not everyone wants to not see the other person for a long time, and that's okay. But I would, I would do again. The conversation would have been easier. Hey, Steve, you're awesome. This just doesn't work because I need to see the person I'm in a relationship with, and there's nothing in the world you like 
more than inspiring and empowering people. And even though you said, because I was always me, even though you said, number one for me, impacting the world as much as I can, as I can. Even though you said that, I didn't think that would be true. Turns out it's true. If you could have just said that instead of, again, lying, deceiving, and all that other stuff. And, but when they do, you're just like, huh, what? Like, you can't, that, I can't trust so and so quickly turns into shit. You can't trust anyone. I'm so nice. I'm so nice. Like, how could you? What? And so you, you go into that mindset. So that quote that you read, Steph, was a note to myself. Because suddenly here I am sitting in front of another person that might have been great. But I got the Steve's eyebrow up the whole time. Anything you say, you suspect. And here I am bleeding on people who didn't cut me. And who loses? Me, maybe them. Mostly me, because they could have been amazing. I'll never know. Neither will they, because they got a shorter conversation. They got questions that that were were casually brought in, but a, a, agenda filled, looking for a flag. You know, they they got a a nice casual. You don't see it coming. Interrogation instead of just a conversation. I let what happened in my relationship change me. And that's a note to myself. Like, wait, what happened in that relationship changed that relationship. It shouldn't have changed me. And so it took me some wisdom and conversation and personal conversation to realize that. That was bad for that relationship. And that relationship died. You give it its pop proper funeral. Keep the good, take the bad, you know, uh, keep, keep the good, let the, the bad be buried with the relationship. It affected the relationship, not me. And, uh, and that, what that quote you read was a note to myself. Stop bleeding on people who didn't cut you. Mm -hmm. There's some good, there are, there are mostly good people out there. I, I take the opposite approach of them. There are mostly good people out there. Because they want what they want, and you want what you want. And when that fits and you're not bullshitting each other, it's amazing. You just have to make it fit without bullshitting each other. That's the challenge. That's the human factor. Yeah. Do not sabotage your new relationship with your last relationship's poison. All notes to myself. Mm -hmm. Letters to myself. And yeah. you remember that they were called that at one point. Yeah. Do you remember yep, like do. 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Notes to myself. Yep. And then they were polished up, cleaned up and like, oh, you, you and your team were like, hey, look, if we just throw them on a beautiful scenic background, people like them. Who's going <laughs> to like that? Turns out everybody. Yeah. Turns out everybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, they were just caught. They were on yeah. even yellow sticky pad looking graphics yeah. that said note to myself. And that's mm -hmm. where the quotes would be because I was just talking to myself. That's what the original books were. The original books were my note. I had spiral notebooks, like just ruled notebooks that you buy at the at at your pharmacy, you know, that, you know, a couple of dollars. I had those and I was just writing my thoughts in it. And if it wasn't for 
my friends' wives who um, who came over, I'm 19, 20, maybe, 20, maybe 21, um, who came over uh, while I was in the military and my friends were busting my chops. Well, like, yeah, Maraboli does this, does that. Because they always found the contradiction great, where they'd be like, Maraboli's a 60 gunner. The M60 machine gun is the one that Rambo had that he would hang out of a helicopter with. I was on top of a peacekeeper with it, and I was an expert 60 gunner. And I taught military police ground hand-to-hand combat. So they were like, Maraboli's a 60 gunner, and he teaches hand-to-hand combat. But he also writes this huffy, fluffy shit. (laughs) And so they would always laugh. And I would explain, like, I've been put in really crazy situations. And the times that you're most honest is when you're scared or in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. And the situations I'd be in, I was fucking both. Oh, shit, we're in trouble. (laughs) Oh, shit, I'm scared. I was praying. Well, I've never been more Catholic. Than those situations. Oh, I've never prayed so much than those situations. But I also never wrote so much. So I just had my notebook and it was dirty and I'd be able to put it into my BDUs. That's the battle dress uniform, the camouflage. And so I would have that. And so they would, you know, bust my chops and their wives, after a few of them looked through it and they're like, You wrote this? Yeah. This has to be a book. This has to be a book. I'm like, what? And I come from what I come from. I come from what I come from. And so that's like, that doesn't even make sense to me. That doesn't even make sense to me. Raccoons look at my dad and they're like, dude, have some standards, <laughs> please. So that the idea of being an author didn't even make sense to me. This was just my thoughts on paper so I don't go crazy. And so, um, I thought about what they said, and I was 21. I'm going to say 21 the last time one of them said that to me. And uh, I, when I was 22, I finally submitted the notebook itself to a publisher, the actual notebook. Like, here, like you have the cover letter and proposal sheet. And I think that the look in my, the, the I'm a soldier 10 minutes ago, murderous look in my eye, like, you know what? Just going to look through this. <laughs> Just going to look through this. And, uh, and it turns out that, that uh, a year, from a year later until now, I've never not been an international best-selling mm-hmm. author. That's crazy, right? That's so crazy. And I still talk to our friends um, and their wives and you know, they've got their own stories. Mm-hmm. Again, what, what happens then is what, what happens when you get married and you're a teenager. So there's, there's those stories as well. And again, same, same circumstances, same similar ideas. It, it becomes communication becomes everything. Yeah. Are we still good? 320? Wow. Not bad. Not bad. You know, it, I think that when, when, when it comes to, and I know how you try to avoid the morality aspect of it, I think a lot of it, a lot of the conversation gets lost in it. Mm-hmm. There, there's always com- room for conversations on morality. I just don't think this is this is this is the place the podcast for it mm-hmm. because I think it's it's when you say something's right or wrong, then 
90% of the conversation's over. Because if you're giving an example in right way, you're, you're defending wrong or you're defending right. And, and we, we become liars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, um, but when we say it's damaging or not damaging, one's healthy, one's difficult choice, then we can have these conversations. But I think when we throw morality on it, it becomes a, a, um, a challenge because, you know, even, even when, when, um, I have f- friends, uh, who listen to a podcast, their wives listen to the podcast. And so they'll sometimes when I'm breaking the bro code, bro, sometimes when I'm doing that, the, the wives will say to the husband, like, Hey, well, Steve said this, is this true? Like, can you believe it? And he'll be like, no, you know, that's just, that's not every guy. <laughs> that's not every guy. Steve's just saying that, you know, Steve's performing. Like he's just saying, that's not every guy. That's not, uh, you know, maybe it's Steve. Maybe it's the people he knows, but it's not every guy. That's just not how it goes. Oh, okay. Then he calls me. He's like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> This is this shit. I didn't, and she's home right now, and I haven't cleared my browsing history. If she's even a little suspicious, I'm fucked. Just have the conversation. What do you do? Anything wrong? Have the conversation. Um, but I think that. But again, when you go through through the morality, look at when we did the porn show, the show about porn. Look when we did that. Um, how many people went out of their way to tell me that they? will never listen to me again. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, we lost. Them. Because I spoke about the number one thing online. The thing that people do the most online. Because I spoke about it. Yeah. And tried to take a healthy approach with it. Um, they will never listen to me again. That's, right. Again. All right. Um, but I, I just think that having these conversations are fun. And as far as the cheating goes, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a human behavior issue that can't be solved once you're engaging in the thoughts. It can't be solved without a conversation. Once you're engaging in the thought, it's kind of like when you're craving a certain food. You know you're bullshitting yourself and you're going to find a way to accidentally trip and fall into the <laughs> plateful of that food. Like we all know it. We start it starts around 2 p.m. And you're like, "No, I don't want to do that." I want to huh? And you just bullshit yourself for hours and then later on you're walking in the living room and you hit the coffee table like, "Oh, oh, oh," and you fall into a plate of that food. <laughs> Turns out I guess I just eat it now. We know it. So once once you're in that situation, once that ball starts rolling, you have to address it. Because if you don't have a good way to get around it, it's you're gonna you're gonna fall into it. You're gonna, and then it just happened. Yeah. You know, it's just gonna. Yeah, chocolate falls into my mouth too. Chocolate's so goddamn good. That's like that Martin episode where he went on a diet. Well, they're dieting. And- there's M- Martin. That's a great flashback. And the food starts to talk to him. He's like, huh? What's yeah. That? He's like, what's that? What the food starts talking to him. Martin's another show that will never be on TV again no. because it, just, it was just so politically incorrect. But that was a good point. That was a really good one. That's great. 
So I think we solved cheating today. Yeah. I think I think that we solved it. No one's ever cheating again. No one will ever be cheated <laughs> on again. And I think our work here is done. These are mics that you can't drop. So no. but just know if there was one, I fucking drop it. <laughs> Steve Maraboli solves cheating. Also gave a really weird formula for why men cheat. <laughs> also, we believe he said you should wear panties that have video game controllers on them. Oh. All in a day. <laughs> Something about falling into food. <laughs> is that not this is my whole life when I'm not talking to you this is the shit I'm thinking about anyway this is the shit I'm thinking about anyway and so, so and <laughs> by the way the underwear with their controller on it I've said that 10,000 times to my friends and more vulgar believe it or not I can be more vulgar and I and I do it in that conversation it's just so fun how and I told you you all know me enough now to know how much I love how uncomfortable people get when I say that. Yeah. You when I, when I talk that. about that stuff and people get all uncomfortable, especially dudes, here's the thing about the penis factor. What, what dudes don't like is thinking that they don't sexually satisfy. And so when you assure them that not only do they maybe not sexually satisfy, but there's no possible way they're sexually satisfying. It makes them so uncomfortable and it makes <laughs> me so happy. Just so happy because it's, it, those are the things, those are the things that get that conversation going. Those are the things that get converse, that conversation going. And, it, and if it isn't a sexual thing, I can always say to them, well, at least you listen to her hopes and dreams and conversations about stuff. <laughs> And they're like, shit, I don't do that either. Like, well, there you go. Well, there you go. There you go. Then don't ask. Then don't ask when you say, oh, she's like, and all she does is, rah, 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 rah. you know why she does that? You know why she does that? Because she, she needs one major thing. You're not doing it. And then the secondary thing. This is how, fucked, this is how crazy the dynamic is. Sometimes women, even knowing, even knowing that their needs aren't being met, they will find some fucked up solace in the idea that they're meeting the dude's sexual need. But when that falls apart, and now they know they're not meeting, the, and the guy thinks, you think she's stupid, dude? You think that you went from five times a day with her to four times a day to three times a day, two times a day, one time a day, to now you, you do it every other birthday? You think she's thinking, wow, I just, he just doesn't like sex anymore. It's amazing. He, he apps, you think she's dumb? Of course not. Of course not. So now there's a whole crazy thing happening. And if you were to just focus, focus out of the fantasy football and into the real human. And buy the remote, the, the video game control panties in just three days. You will see that all goes away. And you know who's going to be back? The person she was when you were doing that shit before. That's how that goes. Because it's not that it's her. It's that she's a human. Your stomach stops grumbling when you eat. You stop being dehydrated when you drink. 
The same is true with our love tank and our love appetite. And even though they are different, when met, you're okay. Love it. Mic drop. I think we, we I solved, solved it. it. I solved it and included a formula. Yeah. And, and I like, in case anyone, if anyone said, oh, he's just so humble and simple. Remind them that I equated my formula to E equals MC. It was as groundbreaking as E equals MC squared. <laughs> ah, that's so good. Um, All right. I hope everyone has an amazing day. Does anyone have any questions? We good? All right. I hope you have an amazing day. Is today Monday? I hope you have an amazing week. We'll meet <laughs> back Wednesday, 2 p.m. And if anyone ever asks who solved the cheating, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. Bye. Bye.